Cheers and good on you. Why aren't you listening to Brothers Just Searching? Why? You're about to embark on a journey through the written word of God on subjects that deal with today. This is Brothers Just Searching. Well, how you doing, everyone? Welcome to this episode of Brothers Just Searching, where we talk about God's word and current world events to educate and to edify the believers of Jesus Christ. I'm Isaac Hayes, along with Aubrey Box, Bowen Roban, nope. and filling in for the one and only Anthony Hayes is the one and only Lanny Hayes, pastor of Coda Holmes Fellowship Church. What's happening, everybody? I did it right. Yeah, I did right. it right. Welcome back, guys. <laughs> I did it right. This it's time. not just, oh, welcome my dad. What a, yeah, what yeah, yeah. It's not, oh, welcome what, my dad. What a oh. blessing, huh? Oh, yeah. What's different from last time? Oh, <laughs> The, the man, <laughs> the man that uh, that speaks to the church, oh, inspired wisdom to so many people. Somebody give me a- the wisdom giver. <laughs> oh, me! I thought <laughs> it was. <laughs> <laughs> right. You ready? To, you ready to share some wisdom? Oh, I'm gonna try, brother. I'm gonna tell you what. As long as it's out of the word, it's got to be. We don't read the Reader's Digest. We don't have nothing to quote out of. No, room. we read about Road Runner and Speedy Gonzalez. Hey, yeah. you read about him or you watch him? I watch him too. Even though we don't have Boogie, we we still going to have a good time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, next time. Uh, yeah. yeah. So what's, ha- what's yeah. happening, everybody? What's going on? Oh, man. Work. Work. Me and Aubrey, we look Wait, like we... Let me, let, it's funny. Let me, sh- let me share huh? something with y'all. Y'all say you might, but it's, it's let Sunday. Me, let, me, let me share something with y'all. You know, when Aubrey yeah, first yeah. moved in, he came in with very little stuff. You know, I say, well, I said. That's probably all he's got. But I see this big old U-Haul back in my yard. Okay, a U-Haul. Boy, right. daddy, boy daddy law, I won the lottery. Uh, hey, wait. I said to myself, I said, man, who's that? Well, the next thing I see, Arby getting out, out the U-Haul, and I see, that, that was your brother? or that's Yeah, your brother. that was my brother. That's his brother getting out. So yeah. they go to the back of the U-Haul, they open the door. Man, that thing loaded down from back to front. Yep. You got the cow out of it? Bruh, Man. the only thing he didn't have in there was the house. <laughs> <laughs> he had everything else okay. but the house. But you know what? Hey, we started unloading uh-huh. that stuff, yeah. and, and I told him, I said, Arby, I said, I need to look at that before you put that in storage. When we got finished, not a percent of that stuff stayed at my house. Yeah, I was thinking of well. just putting a lot of it in storage, but Bowen said, oh, I could use that. <laughs> you can use that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, hey, yeah. that's useful. Hey, boy, hold on, though. No, that's of, staying. Hold on. You, you told me a couple of stories of the people that used to live. They didn't come in with nothing, but they took stuff out. Oh, He's coming in bringing oh, stuff in. Oh, bruh. Hey, Ar- talk Arbery, about a flip, Arbery, flip Hey, let me story. tell you something. Aubrey, bless me, man. I had three boxes of food that that boy brought. Oh, yeah. My cupboard is full in my kitchen. It's like hey, guess what? Food. Guess what? I brought him. I brought him some cans of beans. Oh man, I got <laughs> all kinds in the kitchen right yeah, now. Yeah. I got all kind of beans now. Yeah, he saw him coming yesterday, so he was like, "Oh, I'm. A, I need to cook some." But anyway, yeah. as I, as I was saying, though, you tired because of that? I'm tired because of ministry work. I'm, oh. I'm pooped. Been moving boxes. Oh, boxes. No. I've been dealing with children. Barbara, you ain't got no more stuff to bring to the house. You done. I got more cleaning to do at the other house. Oh yeah, but don't bring no more stuff, Barbara. We got a, enough. I have one of those <laughs> uh those thirty gallon trash cans. I wanted to put that outside next to yours. Like if we ever have overflow. You're going to have overflow. Yeah. Oh, there's <laughs> going to be definitely overflow, Arbor. Yeah, so we got a space instead of just putting it mm-hmm. like on the ground. Yeah, man. Don't want it all 
nasty over there. We're going to keep it clean. We got a lot of stuff. Right, Oscar? I was going to say something about that, but I said, well, maybe I ought to not say that. Now nah, you nah. open the can of I worms, I said, Aubrey. when I, I knew We don't Aubrey, have to go too far into this. <laughs> Aubrey and Bowen was moving, yeah. and I thought about the odd couple, Felix and Oscar. Oscar and Felix. <laughs> right. F- uh, Felix is the one that keeps everything organized, and guess who's Oscar? Look, I'm look, the look. Oscar. Look, it's, right, it's right. straight now. <laughs> <Look, laughs> like, hey, I've been looking at this the whole, thi- the whole time. I got to have hey, that. Hey, you know what reminds me of you talking about that? Have you ever saw that movie, Monk? No. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. That's that what Aubrey's doing right now. He's touching everything. Hey, he piled so much stuff in that room that he's staying in. That stuff was piled, I mean, almost to the ceiling. I walked in there today. <laughs> dude, hey. dude, I don't know where he's put all that stuff. That's <laughs> it. He just about got that room cleaned out. I, I put all the boxes in one stack. I, mean, I saw that. You got a lot of room in there now. Yeah. You yeah. should see the tools that boy got. Got some tools. My goodness Y'all building gracious. a rocket ship in the back. I'm, I tell you what, we hey, we can we can open a car garage, man, and do mechanical. Oh, what? That's <laughs> what I thought I was gonna do at some point. One or two. Most people got a uh, modern day inspiration. I got one for you. It's called a garage sale. Hey, no, no. Real talk, real talk. I've been thinking about getting rid of like all my stuff. He was thinking about getting rid of a lot of that stuff. Anybody want some stuff? You're going to get Bowen one of them little hats, then, you know, the sleeves to where he's counting the money. Hats and sleeves? Yeah. Yeah, you never saw like on them old... Arby cannot get rid of nothing until it comes through me. (laughs) Oh, because if if I want to get rid of it and you want it, it's yours. Because that boy got stuff that I saw... If he plans to get rid of it, he better come to me first. <laughs> because if he gets rid of it and I don't know about it, look out, they're gonna be trouble in the house. It's like where'd yeah. you go where'd you put that uh that trade? I was gonna <laughs> use that trade. <laughs> but anyway, so the living situation is all situated. Oh now. yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Arby ain't gotta pay the first five months rent. He, he said that you know on there. Yeah, yeah, you got that for oh, yeah, yeah. You can't go back and replay. Listen, I'm not charging him for five. I'm not charging him for five months with all the stuff he replay. brought. Replay. He said. He said. I was worried about the pay, but man, when he brought all this stuff in, he covered at least five months. He cuffed. Oh man, dude, come on, bro. I got stuff to clean oh, my yard man. with. I got rakes, shovels. You talking about it? LB just messaged me and said your property value just went up double. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't you start getting too. And then Arby come tell me. He said, "Hey, Bowen." He said, "He said, Bowen, you see all them leaves in your yard?" He said, "I'll be able to rake that up." I said, "Don't rake them leaves up, boy." I said, "Let that rot. That's fertilizer for the grass." It's true, <laughs> man. It's true because the way you have it over there, the grass looks great. Yeah, the grass. I Even mean, under man, the tree, man. Yeah, but it's all frozen. It, it don't, frozen? It, 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 that's what you fertilize. You don't cut it, but once a year. <laughs> 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 No, no hey, hey, I'll be honest. We got, we got I, plans I'm, for... I, I'm going to be honest with y'all. I'm glad Orby moved in. We got plans I'm for glad. home improvements. What? Oh, yeah. we're going to do some work in the like, house. There's now out, we got all the tools. Outlet missing. Wait, I got, I got the best home improvement for you, my boy. What's that? Take every picture born and take it out the house. <laughs> oh, boy. You won't have no nightmares, I'm telling you. You better pull out the mirrors, too, because when they start breaking, you're going to be running. <laughs> i tell you what. <laughs> chain reaction. <laughs> Stuff. <laughs> you, you know, y'all play it, but I could have a picture of Bowen by my bed. Yeah, oh, no, 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 no. How about this? How about this? We take a picture together and that goes by my bed. That's a nightmare. 
Hey, at least no crooks will go in your room. And every roach would be put out of the window. I tell you what, I tell you what, they'll scale the cockroaches and the rats out. Yeah. What, you go to JJ's? No, Bowen. That's all right. Me and Bowen have a discussion, you know, about not being so too pretty. I said if we had a, oh, was in a beauty if we was in a beauty contest <laughs> one, one of us, us would come out last. Yeah, and I could win a beauty contest if I was the only one in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have a picture of Bowen his uh no, his no, no, picture wait. for uh, uh homemade snake away. Oh yeah, all oh, yeah. snakes are gonna look I, like. I, oh, hey, I want to invest. Can't go Can in. Can I put your money in? Yeah, I want to invest. Oh, you're in from a businessman right there. <laughs> <laughs> We'd right, be rich, right. man. Let me print out the first two. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get that contract written. Yeah. Army gave me oh, a picture man. hanging in oh, my Marvin. living room. Oh, hey, no, I, I got a better. Oh, idea. the one you bought a while he, back? He no, I still have to go get that one. But uh, he put up the 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 one with the forest. The forest, the yeah. forest man. There's I some love forest, that picture. some trees, and yeah. then some sunlight coming through the trees. Looks it's, good. I hung yeah. that right in the middle of some oh, other yeah. picture. Right. Right. right when you, you open get, the door, you, get, you, you can, can see it. Arthritic. 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 You don't want the arthritis. Arthritic. You mean? Arthritic. You know, like I said, I'm sitting here with such eloquent people. Just, uh, just Aubrey. It's just Aubrey. It's just Aubrey. the only one that's here that's smart. Hey, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> if y'all saying that is a good way, I hope it's not going to change being with Bowen for so long. It's only been one week. Hold on, Aubrey. Aubrey, they say you hang around somebody long enough, you start to look like them. I pray for you. No, no, Aubrey. Aubrey. Hey, Aubrey. You know what? I start talking like him. I started talking just like Bowen. Wait, hold up. Just don't come over here, Bowen. You hang around me long enough. You're gonna, hey, you're gonna start thinking my way. You're gonna start thinking like me. You might want to get that U-Haul back. We'll help you move. That's a shame. Overnight, I can't let Bowen see him. You better do it in secret. Bowen's gonna wake up. Bowen, I haven't seen Aubrey. His whole room wiped out. <laughs> hey, hey right, they did it. They did that on the. <coughs> excuse me. They did that on the Buffets. One time, they said, uh, they asked him, say, how are you going to pay your bill? They said, what does the option say? A, credit card, B, cash, C, sneak out in the middle of the night. They said, we'll take C. <laughs> I can see Aubrey passing all that stuff through the window to oh, get out man. the house. No. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I got to end this. I love being with Bowen. It's, oh, yeah, it's, just... it's great, man. He He's already cooked me some meals. Oh, but, bro, but you gave us the opportunity, me and my dad, just to roast Bowen tonight. <laughs> well, you know, the thing hey, about Bowen him, take you got to understand the boy. I mean, he's he's out he's out there, way out there. Oh, you talking See, about? You, you said about? I, I said I said <laughs> he might he might sound mean and loud, but he's like a little kitten. No, <laughs> just like a little. Just, <laughs> it's uh, like that Chihuahua that. Yeah, you yeah. guys a small little two pound Chihuahua. Hey, it's true too. Yeah. It's know, true too. You. The first night, uh, the first night, uh, uh, I was late getting home. He he stayed up and he waited for me. It was like. I was worried about you. <laughs> I was worried. And I was like, oh, boy, I, I didn't mean to make you worry. Hey, I'm going to tell you what. I'm not going to even worry about that boy no more. He's late. I'm going to leave the light on outside, and he'll be able to get in the house by himself. Well, yeah, that's how he's supposed to be. He's not three years old. He's, he's... <laughs> I, I just worry about the boy. You know, Come I just on, worry hey, sometimes. Yeah. yeah, usually I don't let people know when I'm going home, but for you, yeah. yeah. So you don't have to let me know hey, all boy. the time, Arbor. Hey, hey, hey boy. So anyway, you, anyway, anyway, we we'll just can you okay, we just, we just cut, yeah, yeah we, cap, we can cap, cap that. Yeah, cap that. <laughs> Shoot that rabbit.
Kill that rabbit. Yeah. Now she we talking about we gonna make a gravy. Now we talking oh, yeah, about yeah. this uh, this this church. This yeah, we, we got the uh, so we got a lot to say. Yeah, we have a lot to say. No, the word of God has a lot to say. Y'all got a lot to say. The word of God has a lot to say. So let's let's go ahead Scripture. and do a recap, Aubrey. Uh, first off, we're talking about the churches recap. of the Book of Revelations. We titled this series "The State of the Church." Uh, the first three churches have been um, we we we've had different outcomes, as you, you say. We had the Church of Ephesus that left their first love. We have uh, some uh, Samarna. Samarna. They were the uh, persecuted. They, yeah, they church. were the persecuted church. Then we had per- Pergamum, Pergamum, which was the uh, the, the compromising the, church. The compromised church. They they went ahead and they they, they were teaching some, Balak. Yeah, Balak. They had the, the Nicolaitans. So they held. Now they now doctrine. got the church that follows Jezebel. Well, <laughs> that's about well, that's right. A, yeah, well, about right. So this pretty is, much. So in the New King James, I like how they have it titled. They call this one the corrupt church. Yes, very and, uh, corrupt. We're gonna go ahead and let Aubrey take over. Just and, like my uh, brain. Corrupt? Corrupt. Man, you need to get saved. Yeah, I do. <laughs> okay. Well, so, I'll, I'll let you guys know. I'm, I'm really excited to talk about yeah. this church because, man, one, one thing that one thing that uh, the Lord's been been speaking to me for a while is to uh, to to get rid of the corrupt views that I have. So uh, I can't believe you got corrupt views. I can't believe that. And I, I'm, I'm still I, I thought young. you were really a holy man. And you, he let you in your house, his house. And I let you in Wait. my house. My house is a sanctuary. It's a sanctuary. It's holy. And it's just. And he just lied. Now I'm going to have to sit on my throne and I'm going to have to judge you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. All right, I'm picking oh, on no. you, boy. I'm picking on you, Arby. I'm messing with you. Anyway, go ahead, Roxella. Take yeah, it away. So and start reading the word. Yeah. Okay. All right. Here we go. So, Revelation 2 18 says. And to the angel of the, th- the church of Thyatira, write, These things says the Son of God, who has eyes like a flame of fire, and his feet like fine brass. I know your works, love, service, faith, and your patience. And as for your works, the last are more than the first. Nevertheless, I have a few things against you, because you allow that woman Jezebel, who calls herself a prophetess, to teach and seduce my servants to commit sexual immorality and eat things sacrificed to idols. And I gave her time to repent of her sexual immorality, and she did not repent. Indeed, I will cast her into a sickbed, and those who commit adultery with her into great tribulation, unless they repent of their deeds. I will kill her children with death, and all the churches shall know that I am he who searches the minds and hearts, and I will give each other one of and I will give to each one of you according to your works. Now to you I say, and to the rest of Thyatira, as many as do not have this doctrine, who have not known the depths of Satan, as they say, I will put on you no further burden, but hold fast what you have until I come. And he who overcomes and keeps my works until the end, to him I will give power over the nations. He shall rule them with a rod of iron. They shall be dashed to pieces like the potter's vessels. I also have received from my father, and I will give him the morning star. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. 
All right, so we call this the corrupt church or the church that has allowed false teaching. Uh, let's go ahead and start from the beginning, guys. Let's go back to 18 where it says, And to the angel of the church of Tyra, write, the, These things says the Son of God who has, has eyes like a flame of fire and his feet like brass. So why did Christ go ahead and call himself that? First off, he calls himself the Son of God. He puts back his authority, as we've seen in the last couple of churches where Christ introduced himself, it's with authority, and it's it, we. there's a trend here. Normally when Christ said this to the church, they would go ahead and it would be something around that around that, time, that, uh, that town. The town that we're talking about, uh, the church we're talking about, and the town they were they were uh, they were more like a military base, and it was a neutral site where if somebody would go ahead and fight, whatever they could be there. But one of their main occupations of that town was forging with fire. Now uh, I don't know if you ever watched you ever watched that series on History Channel where it's the forging fire where they make the knives and stuff like that. Majority of the knives are brass or some type of metal. And you put them into the fire. So the Lord was saying, look, these things are coming from the Son of God, who has eyes like a flame of fire and his feet like fine brass. And um, we have a guy at church. He does this. He forges um, nail sticks. He does railroad stakes. He makes knives and stuff. Beautiful knife. I have one. Um, and he, you know, he, he told me that a while back. He was talking about different metals, how different metals act. But fine brass, top of the line brass or top of the line metal. That is, you know, it it, it 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 forges it forges better than than normal. You get what I'm saying? It's a real easy metal to use. So Christ was just saying that, look, I'm the Son of God. This says the Son of God, and my eyes are like the flame of fire, which means he's hot. He's in pursuit. You get what I'm saying? It's um, fire also pu- uh, purifies anything it touches. Uh, gold. A lot of people say they want to be purified like fine gold, but fine gold goes through the fire and you have to get all that muck out and also um, feet like fine brass meaning that look his his foot his uh, steps are firm his you know his creation is correct that uh, that's what I take from the scripture right there um, if y'all want to add into it I would love to get y'all input on it so whenever I read who has eyes like a flame of fire I I was thinking of linking that verse to uh, verse 23 where it says he who searches the minds and hearts. Yeah. Yeah, verse And all the churches shall know that I am he who searches the minds and hearts. Because whenever he has the uh, the eyes like a flame of fire, it can burn through anything. And uh, it would be able to, to search the minds and the hearts. You know, like <laughs> if, if, they, if somebody had curtains on their eyes, so to say it would burn through the curtains. If they had like a veil over their mind, it would burn through that too because he sees our minds and our hearts. That's what, I, that's what I'd like to, to say. And then uh, his, his feet like fine brass. Uh, just going back to what you said, it's, uh, it's very, very securely planted where he yeah. steps. What he's talking about, that what you're reading, he's talking about Christ. Yeah, well, yeah, it's Christ. Yeah, Christ is the, the Son of Man, right? Yeah, uh, and Christ, when he looked at the church, when he looked at that church in particular, he saw their hearts and he saw their minds, and he knew their thoughts, because that church there alone served pagan gods. That church there alone turned their back on God. 
and didn't obey the word of God. Just that, that church. That church went into such darkness, brought the darkness of the age, brought darkness upon it. But you have to understand something, too. Um, there's some things I, I read, but I can't remember what, I, what it was. But, you know, that church was corrupt to be pretty much with you. It was really corrupt. The point is that when you're looking at the tire, 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 tire church, I call it tire, tire, they're at a point where they, 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 they're lukewarm. It's just like the Laodicean church. You're finding, it, you're finding things that are not right with the Lord because he searches the mind. And some garden went out you reading that. Jesus is telling them, he said, hold fast. And I'm not jumping the gun, but it's just I want to go to this. Hold fast what you have till I come. There is something that Jesus don't know. Doesn't know, I'm sorry. There's something that he doesn't know. He, he thinks he's coming. Because he's identifying with these people. He thinks he's coming now. You, you understand that? Jesus says, I'm coming. Paul preached through all through his, through his doctrine that uh, he was expecting Jesus to come in their time. Yeah. There is something that Jesus does not know. He does not know when he's coming. So I got a question actually on that point. Because um, they, they had some people that they brought out that, that point of Jesus knowing he's coming or not coming. He might know now he's God or whatever like that. But I do ask a point on this because if let's go with your logic on that, that he don't know he's coming or he's saying, look, I'm going to be coming. He could be making that statement. Hey, I'm mm -hmm. coming. He, you know, well, just a general say, I'm coming one day. Um, could you look at the flames of his eyes as a flame of fire as judgment and his feet of fine brass as mercy? Well, yeah. you, you think about it because, you know, usually fire comes in the form of judgment. But, you know, uh, the gospel of peace is uh, used in the Ephesians uh, for the um uh, for the arm of God and is the gospel of peace, the shoes of peace. Um, if we're based on Christ, we're on that solid foundation, but his eyes of judgment. Right. Because we are going into that too. And just well, thinking about that, we're going into the judgment of this church. When you're thinking about what he's telling them to do, you, as you read the rest of them, he's ordering repentance. And he deals Except with, two. Well, Except two. Well, Except two. two, yeah. But he identifies... I have a few things against you because you allow that woman. Well, well we're going to get to that. Yeah. We're going to get well, to that. I'm not, I'm not using that. Yeah. The point I'm trying to make is that the first act upon this church is that you better repent. Right. And, and, and he uses this when I go back to verse 23, and I'm not getting ahead of myself. I just want to show you. Yeah. He's saying, I'm coming. I'm going to judge you. And he says, you better hold what you have till I come. He's saying, listen, that's why I say Jesus possibly didn't know when he was coming. See? But he said the only one that knows is the Father in heaven. Right. And when you got people that say, well, Jesus is coming in such and such a day or such and <laughs> such a time. Listen, the main thing that Jesus is going to do before he comes is there's going to be there's going to be a, a revival of repentance. And and these people here have a problem with some things. They're not they're not real discernment. They're not discerning the woman Jezebel. They're not discerning a lot of things that are wrong with it. What's going on? They, it's almost like they're saying we're happy go lucky church. We 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 know we, we we take what we want. And we 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 get rid of what we don't want. You get what I'm saying? Well, and, and let's go to verse 19 while we're bringing this out, because verse 19 says, "I know your works, love, ser uh, servants, faith, and your patience. And as for your works." 
the last are more than the first. Right. So, so the things that they were doing most recently were greater than the things that they had begin. That's what began. I mean. Yeah, it's either that or he was or Jesus is saying, "Look, from the the Ephesians church, the Ephesus church, you're doing more love than they were." Because you remember their their problem, and I saw one commentator say this earlier. He's the the whole issue with this church was totally what they were doing good was totally opposite of Ephesus. Because if you looked at Ephesus, um, Christ told them in verse two of chapter two of Revelations, I know you work, you labor, you're patient and you cannot bear those who are evil. And you have tested those who say they are apostles and are not and have found them liars. But he also uh, but when he goes to and says, uh, verse four, nevertheless, I have this against you that you have left your first love. So now let's go back to. The corrupt church where he says, I know your works, your love, your service, faith, and your patience as you as your works are last more than the first. So it could mean they had done more than when they started. Or he pulls up to the book of Ephesus and says, look, what Ephesus wasn't doing, y'all doing right. Ephesus was had the doctrine. They look. They didn't let Jezebels in. They didn't let false teachers in. Um, isn't it also in... Um, Ephesus. Ephesus, where they had the Nicolaitans come in, and they said no. Yeah, it's uh, verse six, where he says, uh, "You hate the deeds of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate." So, so yeah, and the Nicolaitans, they were, uh, they did worship Jezebel spirit. Yeah, they had the Jezebel spirit, but so, so, it, so that that's a point right there too. Christ could mean that, but like you, you said, and my dad just said. It could have meant, hey, from the beginning, you you have more than what you did at the beginning as well. So, but the biggest problem they have is the verse twenty. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against you. Sin was in the camp. Mm-hmm. See, and it's like any church in in Coda Homes or New Beginnings or any any fellowship. When you start noticing things that are not scriptural, and start noticing that they, they they're laying back on certain things or. Anybody, they start allowing things that the Bible calls a sin and start saying, well, we know it's God's not happy with it, but God, you know, you start using the love gospel. They start using don't judge gospel and they start using things and you find the things that are creeping in are corrupt and you notice what's happening here. The first thing he's going to address is that I have something against you. You, well, you 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 have it, allowed some things. It goes it goes back to what we've been saying this whole series. Though it started with the pastor because yeah. he's addressing right. this too. Because you just said something right there. That what if a church starts lacking and stuff? Nine out of ten is the pastor that starts it. Because exactly. a lot of good church, Lily, we use a lot of modern churches today. Um, a lot of televangelists. Their churches started on good foundations. They started on preaching the truth, but their pastor came in and said, "Look, God gave me a new revelation, or yeah, God gave me right. something that uh, that that He showed me, and it twisted all the scriptures." So it starts at the pastor. We've been, you know, we've been saying that all series, but that's, you know, what did this pastor do? Okay, he was doing something right, but he wasn't doing. He was allowing false teachers in the in the mix of that. And it's happening here. It's like a lot of churches. Huh? They got to the point where the people wasn't satisfied with just the truth. You know, and, I, and I'm through the years, and I'm, I'm watching that as I was growing up in the Lord. I watched them blame the pastor. Their children wasn't serving God, and we need to get programs in the church. We need to get, get this in the church and that in the church. What's the matter with the gospel? Why can't we, why can't we just sit there? Son, you sit here like I used to do to you. I did it last night. <laughs> I did sit it last here night and listen. 
That we, we, you know, and I'm not against people having pro and this and that. there's a there's a balance to that, okay? Because a lot of good churches they have, you know, well you have to have different order. Ministries you have that. to have order. That's not what I'm talking about. But when you start getting to the point where you're trying to appease different people, you're trying to say, well, we got to lay back because of this certain group or that certain group, or you know, we got a lot of women in the church. They don't want to hear men control and men being the head of the church. So we got to lay back, or we got women men in the church. I think they rule with a rod of iron. Well, the Bible says the husband is to love the wife as Christ loved the church. And get, You see, you get off into a lot of things and you say, well, listen, when I was a young pastor and I was pastoring in Henderson, I remember that. I remember that. And I'm looking at these people and I'm saying, Lord, I'm saying something, but the rest of them, one's getting angry and the one's getting happy. And I said, man, I said, how in the world can you, how in the world could you get everyone to accept the basic truth? Well, listen, you're going to make people happy and you're going to make people angry. So when you get to the point where you start, listen, if I wrote this book, you know, in the flesh, that's why I can't tell you, I'm not telling you men wrote this book because if I'd have wrote it, I'd have made it easier. That's just flesh. I'd have made it, I'd have made it acceptable. <laughs> Come on, be, be real. I, I, as, 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 a, as a human being, I said, well, and I said, well, this ain't, you, you can do this. And I find all kind of. Well, it goes back to. I didn't we, write this book. It goes the back Holy to, Ghost wrote. Well, it goes back to what we say. Remember, guys, we talked about progressive Christianity. Progressive. Well, you, me- you know, you remember the progressive Christianity? We talked, you remember the guy, because uh, daddy, they do that now. They don't rewrite the right, Bible, but they, they, well, well, that was yeah. then. Yeah. Well, it yeah. isn't yeah. now. Yeah, but- Things change, <laughs> and it's just. Let me put my two cents in there because, you know, you all just led to something, man. I'm reading stuff right here that that really sparked an image or a fire in me. You know, we had talked about liberties mm-hmm. in Christ. We can bring that to this. You know, Christians today got this liberty. You know, they think they got this freedom, Okay. Which is true. We do have freedoms. But according to this, this church was doing things right. You know? Yeah, but you know, were, they, but, but wait. They, hold they, on. they were in love. Yeah, they, were in, right. they were in service. That, they had that's faith, true. They, yeah. had they had all that. They had all that. That's all good. But something happened somewhere where they backslid and they got into idolatry. They got into sexual and immor- uh, sexual morality. things, morality. They got into to gossip. They got into drunkenness. They got into worshiping idols. They got into to things that, that, that wasn't of the Bible. They got into sin. They fell into sin. And if you look at it today, the church of America, the church that we have in America today is in the same thing. You know, pastors are not preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. They're not preaching the blood. They're not preaching the cross. They're letting people go into sin. It's all right. You can have a beer here. It's all right. You can go to the whore house. It's all right. You can do this. You can do that. No, it's not all right. That's not what the word of God says. These churches here did things that was against the gospel and against what God was saying for them to do. And this gospel is not according to Bowen or Lenny or not, you. It's, it's not, according to it, Jesus. It's according, it's according to God's word. That's right. And Lord. it's not according to me because I didn't write the Bible <laughs> and I ain't God and I don't and I don't I don't want to take God's place. But I tell you what, when God says repent, that's what he because said. I see things that you're not doing right. You have things that I have against you. Because we can go to the point like this, and we're probably going to go over to the next uh, segment. Because um, look, let, let, let's go back to Ephesus for example. Okay, and th- we can see this a lot today. 
with Calvinistic teachings and well, let's say Calvinist, uh, the Calvinists and other groups of denominations where they they hold on to theology, which is good. We should we should have theology. We should we should study the Bible. Uh, but they, that's what Ephesus did. They were so focused on the theology part that they weren't doing the works as a body of Christ to win the loss. This this church, however, they were doing the works of reaching to the community right. and doing that, but yeah. they were allowing someone to come in and spew false gospel, which we're going to talk about that on the next segment. Uh, hold that thought off. False, false gospel that led into sin. Right. That's the problem. With that being said, we'll be right back after this short break. Hi everyone, my name is Anthony James Hayes. You probably know me from Best from Brothers the Searching, and I'm so honored today that you meet me here. I want to talk about a little bit about my book. The first one I wrote was Journey of the Christians from Dead Works to Living Faith, my very first book. It's about the story about me pretty much going through things and how I overcome by the Word of God. And here is The New Kingdom with Liberty Man and Evil Stone. That's my second best book so far. And I want to take a little time to tell you about my second book, mostly. The first one is about some children. They go to, like, an adventure. They go to see a new kingdom. The future, I guess you can say, of God and how he's restore the kingdom to Garden of Eden conditions. And they fight good and evil and light and darkness. So I encourage you to actually get these books. They're available on Amazon or Barnes & Noble. And then my second story, Liberty Man, a man who fights for freedom. And he takes off the chains of tyranny, of the kings of tyranny, off of him. So he finally gets free, and I hope you find out his journey and how he got free and so on. And then my third book, The Evil Stone, a man who actually turned to the devil, or he sold his soul to the devil for a powerful magic stone. And he had the promise of ruling the world. So I hope you enjoy these books. They're available. And they're family friendly and there's something you can learn with the Word of God. They're parables that you can teach your children and your grandchildren about. So I encourage you today to go to these places and I hope you bless and you enjoy these books. Watching Brothers Just Searching. May I ask why? They're terrific, you guys. They're just terrific. Here's looking at you, kid. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the second segment of Brothers Just Searching. And we were talking about the church of... How you say that word, Aubrey? Tyatira. Tyatira. How you say it? Tyatira. 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 So we have. So we have. So we have English, and we got Cajun. Tyatira and Tyatira. Tyatira. Cajun works better over here. Yeah, these people can understand us down in South Louisiana. Hey, yeah, we can. We can repeat it back if you say it in Cajun. Anyway, so let's go ahead and start back. We're going to uh, start on verse 20. We talked about how this, we talked about uh, Christ lab, uh, naming himself the Son of God here. He says his lies are like the flame of fire and his feet like fine brass. Uh, we talked about the good works, but then we jumped on to 20 without even realizing it. But uh, but hey, that's how it happens on this show sometimes. Uh, but we talked about how what the church, uh, this church was going, uh, was a, uh, good at love service faith uh patience and the works that so basically the outwardly stuff they were doing you know the outreaches the, the presenting of the gospel was doing well but let's go to 20 as the, my dad said uh there was a nevertheless i have a few things against you because you allowed that woman jezebel 
who calls herself a prophetess, to teach and to seduce my servants to commit spiritual impurity. Sexual immorality. Immorality. Thank you. And eat those things sacrificed to idols. And I gave her time to repent for her sexual immorality, and she did not repent. And this is where the warning comes. And indeed, I will cast her into a sickbed of those who commit adultery with her into great tribulation. Unless they repent of their deeds, I will kill her children with death. And all the churches shall know that I am he who searches the minds and hearts. And I will give to the one of you according to your works. So this woman came about, as we said, totally opposite of the book of uh, the church of Ephesus. Ephesus doctrinally sound wouldn't mm. let false doctors teach it, the default so, doctors. So Ephesus, they they were a hundred percent against her as a prophet. But they but this church, they were like, oh, hey, she cool. calls you herself a prophet. Okay, let's uh, let's just and, see and what you know, she's got. And you know, you know? talking about that, you know, because this is titled the corrupt church. Yeah. yeah. If you look at this, they right allowed. Here, they allowed false prophets. You know how many churches do this in America? The pastor might disagree with them totally, but it will allow every Tom, Dick, and Harry to come on to come on their do them on their platform. You yeah. get what I'm saying? And that that's scary. You get, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you because the, Aubrey, I know you have a yeah. part. One second, um, Dad, you had a person come a while back ask you, "Hey, can you can we minister?" He came. You're not letting him come back. You told me that mm-hmm. because the person that went was not truly preaching the gospel of Christ. And it was another gospel? Well, what it was, it was it was actually presenting something that the Bible is not telling us about. The Bible doesn't emphasize on the things he was explaining. But, but I want to uh, see something about this, though. If you're going to go any further with this, let's, let's look at the historical Jezebel. Yeah, we got... Yeah, Elijah... We got. Uh, Queen Jezebel? Yeah, Queen Jezebel. She was of the Zidonians. That's what the Bible calls her. Uh, she she came into Israel, and King Ahab was king. She married Ahab. She's a worship of a Baal. You get what I'm saying? She came in, and she, she came in, and she corrupted the whole system. She came in, she controlled Ahab. Ahab was like, uh, Ahab was like a putty in her hand. She had a, de- she had a controlling spirit. She controlled the government of Israel. She she controlled the religious system of Israel, the political Israel. She was pretty much the one running the show. And she came in, and she, she, she came. Elijah, this is the whole thing about Elijah. Elijah was a man of God. He's the one that challenged the 400 prophets of Baal, caused fire to come down from heaven, just did a great, great miracle. And he, was, he feared Jezebel. Elijah feared Jezebel because Jezebel found out that he had her prophets killed. And guess what Elijah did? He stood up her to her face to face. No, he didn't. He ran. He took off another he ran way. Like a chicken. He ran. He ran from Jezebel yeah. when he heard Jezebel was yeah. going to have him killed. Yeah. Jezebel had a lot of power over the system. You see what I'm saying? It was a controlling spirit. See, a demon spirit is powerful. When, it, when you allow him to, or her to control... That spirit to control come into the church and dictate the the, the uh, like this one was dictate what they believe, what they're going to worship, what they, who they're going to accept in the church. What what uh, like you said, idolatry and all this other stuff was coming about because Satan. You better know where his seat is. 
you better know who he's controlling. And that's the whole history. I can't get into the whole thing about about uh, Elijah and Jezebel. But Je- to make the long story short, there was a prophecy gave on Jezebel that Jezebel was going to be eating by eaten by dogs. Yeah, by Elijah. And that she was going to, her, her dung was going to, uh, her, her, that was going to go through, was going to spread over the fields. And, and at the end of her life, she, uh, she was thrown out of a window and the dogs came and eat her. The only things that was left, it was her, her feet and her head and her hand. Because those three things, even the dogs would eat. She did more damage with that than anything. And even the dogs didn't want to eat it. And then the whole thing about Jezebel, and we go on to the Jezebel spirit. We hear that a lot of times. It's a controlling spirit. It wants to dominate. She's always the victim. You got to understand that. She's always, she's always the center of attention. She's always the one that has to have her way. And, and this is where it comes in verse uh, 20 where it says, and that woman that calls, her, uh, calls herself a prophet. You get what I'm saying, yeah. Jezebel? So she, she was she was Right, she has she her doctrine. She right. has her own doctrine. Before we go any further, before we forget, Aubrey, you had a thought that you wanted to bring out too when we, you said you, ha- you, uh, you looked over this passage. Yeah, so uh, I'm I'm going back, going uh, further into uh, verse number twenty one, says, and I gave her time to repent of her sexual immorality, and she not did not repent, and so with that you can think of the story of the uh, the woman who was caught in adultery. Uh, she was brought before Jesus, and uh, and he said that he doesn't condemn her. But he said, go and sin no more. So uh, she was uh, just a, uh, a puppet of Jezebel. But Jezebel herself, uh, she, was, she was given time to repent. And she continued. She persisted in her, her wickedness. And that will cause great tribulation. What's, uh, what's said in verse 22. Indeed, I will cast her into a sickbed and those who commit adultery with her into great tribulation mm-hmm. unless they repent of their deeds. So they, uh, the Lord has given uh, a, a lot of time towards this church to repent of their, mm-hmm. their following the false prophet. And they've even been told that if they don't repent of their ways, they're going to they're going to enter into great tribulation. Well, you and know, so, I'm sorry, go ahead. And so just, just to end it off that, uh, the longer, the longer you stay in a situation where you're, uh, following false prophets and false teachings and allowing yourself to be seduced, it will mm-hmm. accumulate into great tribulation. Well, you know, the whole thing about, you've seen a lot of, and the, 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 the real, Harlotry in this whole thing is a spiritual harlotry. Yep, and that's the whole thing. You go back yeah, and read it, chapter it's seventeen. It's idolatry, right? Chapter seventeen talks about the woman that rode the beast. Right, the beast that had all these heads and different things, and she and she rode this beast, and she she wore purple and scarlet, and she had a cup in her head, her hand with the blood of the martyrs, you know, golden cup. And I don't want to get on what I think that that's all about with that woman. It represents false religion that comes in. And seduces God's people. Even the Protestant church is, is adopting some of this woman's doctrine. Listen, I, I'm, I'm going to get off into a lot of things. I get real upset when I hear preachers say, it's all right to let the LGB community come in. They're all saved. 
Just so they love Jesus. And you start seeing uh, people living in adultery. And you saw people, and then what's going to happen after a while? The Mormons are going to all be saved. The Jehovah's Witnesses are. Everybody's going to flow together. That's a seducing spirit. That's a lying spirit. That's a Jezebel spirit. That spirit comes in and it corrupts the truth. Well, that's, that's what it was doing here at this church. Right. She, was, she, she, was, she, was, she was preaching another gospel and allowing that in the church. Like I said, the church had a good outreach system, I guess you could say. The yeah. church, had, church looked good with their love and their support and everything, but inwardly they were not presenting the gospel. Now, this is what gets me right here, too, what Aubrey was talking about, and you brought it up a little bit about the, the, the repentance and the, this doctrine. Look, the Lord said, I, I gave her enough time to repent, but uh, she did not heed to. It reminds me of a lot of modern-day ministers right. that, that go and look, uh, look, I'm not going to try. I'm not trying to name call, but it just comes to mind. Michael Todd. Michael Todd presents some stuff with the gospel. You had YouTubers that went ahead and said, no, this is not biblical. He has strange beliefs on the Trinity. He has strange beliefs about Jesus Christ. But Michael Todd bluntly came up on his stage a while back and said, you don't have to make a YouTube channel. That's between me and God, and God's going to show me what to do. Well, God is possibly trying to use these YouTubers to tell you, hey, you are preaching a wrong gospel. But instead of him saying, look, I should take heed to that, I should. he's saying, no, you shouldn't judge me. And that's what this woman was probably doing. This woman was probably there saying, look, God's saying, look, I've given her a time to, uh, to repent. I have told her to back away from her false teachings. But she, she, she maybe went to one of the elders and said, you ain't a judge of me. You shouldn't tell me what to do. And after a while, like, like we read in the text, She's she's gonna go into the the bed that she was making people sin in. She's gonna be there sick and dying one day. Right. And her the grace is gonna run out. The mercy is gonna run out. Right. No, no. And I, I just want to mention one more thing. So here it says I, I just want to uh, highlight great tribulation again. So this great tribulation, it's not. So it it's not an accumulation that you would see coming coming to uh, an end. Because if you look at the beginning in verse 19, it says works of love, service, faith, patience, right, love, right. For, mm-hmm. love, service, faith and patience. So if that is on the surface and the sexual immorality is under the surface, then they won't know when the great tribulation is going to come. Well, let me, let me show you something about the tribulation part. Uh, like I said earlier, I believe Jesus is warning them. About the incoming tribulation. Like I said earlier, the whole point is that he's showing them their sins. Just like a, a, a lot of a lot of people today. You see, when you start mentioning adultery is a sin, uh, drunkenness is a sin, homosexuality is a sin, you get people upset. And you say, Well, my preacher said, I don't care what your preacher said, you need to get out of that church and find a church where it's preaching. Don't matter the what a, it don't matter what a, a prophet that comes in, you get what I'm saying? Because right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring out another point after you finish with that because we'll uh, move on, but go ahead. The, the, the Peter said it like this. Many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many, and many shall follow their pernicious ways. And that's the whole trick with it. They're deceiving ways. Listen, it's, it's easy. Listen, when you're dealing with a, a person that's, that's say you having problems dealing with sin in your life, and me as a pastor would come and say, well, Arby, don't condemn yourself. Listen, and and, and you're really bothered, and you're really convicted. You know how quick I can talk you out of that if I wanted to? I can say, I can say, 
it's sin is irrelevant today. Jesus died on the cross. All sins are covered. Don't worry about it. Just live your life happy. Live your live your life. Paul, uh, Paul didn't Paul didn't know what he was talking well, about. That was for that so, day. So here's here's the thing: if there is a false prophet in the church and they're saying that you don't have to repent. Then that's gonna that's gonna cause many to go into right. a great tribulation. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's it's you're gonna be surprised how many people are gonna be left behind, sitting in the pews, because they just could not handle get right with God. You Jesus, look, and I talked about it this morning about the uh, Noah in the days of Noah. Only eight people out of possibly millions made it. They were corrupt. The God even regretted. Repented himself. That word repent means God sorry he even made man on the earth. That's the only thing he regretted making. He never said, I regret making the animals, the birds, the trees, the oceans. He only said, because man's hearts were evil continually. So man is the problem. Sin is the problem. When churches start saying it's okay, we, don't, we, 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 can, we can accept that now. Grace covers that. They're lying to you. Grace does not cover unrepented turn from Romans sin. Six, Romans 6. Without, without the repentance, the only thing that we should expect is the tribulation. Right. Yeah, because you're going to have a... You know, cause, cause you're, you're, I know you're coming from already. You're going to have a time where you're saying tribulation is going to be a time that you are... You're troubled. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. I guess you could say that's yeah. where the Spirit of God would take place because... As it says, indeed, I will cast her into a sick bed and those who commit adultery with her into great tribulation and data. You know it as well as I do. When you sin and you know you sin, that tears you up inside. Yeah. You're troubled. And there's only one way to get that trouble out or that tribulation because the word tribulation means trouble, yeah. I believe. So you can take that as the great tribulation or you can take that but as... But he, he used the term great tribulation. So that's why it caught my attention. You see, the whole point about that is that is the church right? right? Is the body of Christ teaching Jesus is coming? Is are we without spot or blemish? Yeah, because if you don't you don't have that. But if you don't have that teaching, though, right. not, like you said, they're gonna will, they're gonna live willy nilly because it, they, oh why why do we need to serve Christ in holiness if we're covered by the blood and we don't? And you know you me, son, like me, seriously. I've gotten to the point where I've pushed a lot of things off because it's blaspheming God, the movie industry. Christians can go sit and watch some idiot blaspheme the name of the Lord and sit in that movie theater without any problems. They can hear them cur- use Jesus' name as a curse word. They can, they, can, they, they can sit there and see the sex going on between two people that are not married. You know? And you sit there and you watch this. You put that television on. I'm telling you, man, I'm getting off and preach. I'm getting like bored in a minute. You can sit there and watch go the debauchery. And the ungodliness, and it doesn't bother you. You've got a problem. You 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 you're scared with a hot iron. You you you. In other words, you you starting to uh, accept Jezebel. I'm a Christian. I go to church. I sing the songs. I, and and all of a sudden, there's no conviction anymore. God help me whenever I get like that. God help us when we ever uh, get to the point where we start saying sin don't matter. Yes, it matters. Well, let, let's 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 continue. It with does that. matter. Let's continue with that point because we can go on to the next thing right here. Now, verse twenty four. <clears throat> excuse me. Okay. Now to you I say, and to the rest of Tyra Tyra, 
as many as do not have this doctrine who have not known the depths of Satan as they say I will put put on you no other burden so in this church even with this prophetess right in that church she they all of them were like no that isn't the gospel and it's funny how it, it coming with this point there's always going to be a remnant there's always going to be somebody in there and well, look, we, we've said this how many churches because daddy you were just talking about it. christians go <clears throat> excuse me going to movies that are not right Go, doing things uh, as Bowen said earlier, drinking and you know whoremongering and, and all this stuff. There's still people in church. There's mega churches today that are not preaching the gospel. I honestly believe there's some people that still know the gospel. Yeah. They disagree with it, but they feel they can't go nowhere else. But Christ but, is saying, "Look, y'all that are here, I'm you, not gonna, I'm, I'm not gonna put no other burden on you." You know what that means? He's basically saying, and that's what I get from it. No use for going any further till you repented of what what you need to repent of. You can't you can't say, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna accept this and I'm gonna reject this. But but he said, but that's where it comes. To I the know point, you start trying to deal with you till you get the, well, but, the, but the right, right what you need to deal with. But that's where the text comes. But when he says to the rest of territory, as many of you de- as do not have this doctrine, who have not known the depths of Satan, mm-hmm. they say. So he was saying that look, there is some people that are here because watch the next verse. But hold fast. So why would he say hold fast if he's saying, listen, I'm not, there's no other judgment going to go on. But when he says, but hold fast what you have until I come and he who overcomes and keeps my, my works what would they until hold the end, to? they were holding on to Christ. That's the, the point. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. So that remnant that was in there did not believe this woman. Mm-hmm. No, no, why she was, why they were there. It could have been the pastor was preaching truth and she wasn't or something of that nature. But there still was a remnant. And thank God there's always a remnant that holds on to the word. You get what I'm saying? And it don't necessarily have to be a physical woman. It's a spirit. Yeah, it's a spirit. Yeah, That's it's not, the whole thing. It could be a man. You know, you're the, the woman, the, the, when you talk about the spirit of Jezebel, you're talking about a controlling spirit. Yeah. Now, we, we see, we read it like this and we say there was an actual woman seducing God's people. But we're dealing with a spiritual issue here. Yeah. But I, I, yeah. I look at Jezebel, like you said, in Revelation 17. I believe that's a Pacific uh, denomination that came out in the time of the Reformation. Yeah. But at the same time, that that woman right here, Jezebel, is representing religion. That's so it could have been even this, too. This woman that was presenting religion to these people, they were, she was presenting a false gospel to them. It, that's why they, they, they didn't overcome. That's why they were in this trouble. But it's it's funny how there's some people that let's go on that on that note. It's funny how there's always somebody that does not have religion there. You get what I'm saying? Somebody that is truly saved, someone that is truly filled with the Spirit, that they're they're walking in the correct way. And Christ told them, "He who overcomes and keeps my works until the end, to him I will give power over the nation." And it goes in verse 27 where it says, "He shall rule them with a rod of iron; they shall be dashed to pieces like the potter's vessel." But you know how you keep that? You, Isaac, you, Aubrey, you, Bowen, me. We're responsible for this book. Right. And listen, when somebody comes and says, well, you know, it's, it, you know, you don't have to read that anymore. That's old-fashioned. I'm a Christian, and I don't read the book, the Bible. Then, then don't listen. They say, come in. This is what I think it means. or that what I, Listen, this, I, that's what it means. This book is what it means. You are responsible personally 
See, when you're going to stand before the Lord, He's not going to say, well, brother so-and-so said this, or brother so-and-so believed that. No, you say, what, what did I say? What did my word say? And you're going to have to answer for what you know. It's better you don't know than after you know. It's like a dog going back to his own vomit. I don't want to get graphic, but did you ever see a dog turn back and eat his own vomit? It's nasty. That's what backslidden heart is like. It's like I told you this morning. I said, you know, you take a, it's just like a pig washed in the, going back in the mire and the mud. You can take a pig out of the mud. Let me tell you something. You can perfume him, comb his fur, put a little bow on his head, make him smell like uh, uh, roses are red, roses, violets are blue. And let him go. Guess what he's going to do? The pig. He's going back in the mud again. It don't matter how pretty you make it sound. And that's where so, so, uh, me personally in my in my walk. I'm gonna just tell you what I feel. I'm gonna give you all this, something that happened to me, and I'm, I'm gonna let you take it because so, this is important. About two weeks ago, I was sleeping. I was laying in my bed. A spirit of unbelief came over me. Never have I had that. I fought that thing all night long. I overcame in the morning because I said Jesus is the way. Jesus is the answer. And I said, I stood against it, and I fought it, and I overcame. I have more faith than I've ever had, brothers. Let me tell you something. You remember I taught you that, boy, and you said often, I see Jesus. That's the only answer. And when you look at what we're looking at today, they got a lot of Jezebels in the church. They got a lot of Jezebels in religion. They got a lot of Jezebels in, in our government. They got a lot of Jezebels in churches. But if you, you're responsible to read this book yourself. You have to know it. When you hear Jezebel speak, you have to stand well, against see, it. That, that's why I was coming to the point. So I want to encourage people on this, though, because if you are in a church that has this spirit of Jezebel or people in there preaching, not or ain't preaching right, and you're part of the room, you're like, hey, I don't believe that. Stand up. Say something. Say something. That that's because look, just just imagine. Look, I think this is what Jesus is encouraging people because he also says a lot of part. As I also have received my Father, and I will give him the morning star. He who has it here, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. He gave their blessing before he says, "Hey, hear the Spirit." But if you are in a church that is not preaching the gospel mm -hmm. or not preaching correctly, stand up and say something to the pastor. Because let's just say like this. The, oh, well, I'm going to trust the pastor on that. But no, if it's if it's something that's, you know, on borderline, you get what I mean? Or something that's, you know. Even that. You yeah, be well, but yeah, I can understand. No, but you know what I'm saying, though? It's yeah. cautious. But if it comes blatantly to like this woman was, let's just say this woman was, was preaching, hey, Jesus already came back and we're just living in the millennial reign right now. If it's something blatant like that. They go tell the pastor why are you letting her speak? Why are you letting her take over services? Why are you letting her lead this women's ministry? Why are you doing? Why are you doing that? Mm -hmm. And show them the scriptures and, and be encouraged because I think that's what a lot of people don't understand. The pastor it does overlook and brother, daddy, you're a pastor. I'm a youth pastor. We overlook. We oversee people, but at the same time, we could be wrong too. And if they come with a question, we could. Hey, all right, that might right. make us look at something different. And we don't get fall away into it. Well, let me tell you something. Years ago, and that's a lot of years ago, they had a, a pastor in a certain city. I'm not going to name it. She, he, he, he allowed some homosexuals, some lesbians, to come to his church. He was going to just love them in. He wasn't going to judge them. And after a while, it started getting bad. Well, he had to make them leave, you know. But he took a, he took a bunch of they took a bunch of young ladies with him and and and, and sodomized them. And I mean, 
and made them lesbians. The Bible says a little leaven and leaven the whole lot. Um, well, see, that, that's why I was coming to the point because, man, we talked about you had someone come over. They, hey, we, we want to preach and everything. You gave them a chance. And you know what? The church in Coda Homes, thank the Lord, they knew that what he was saying wasn't right. And But as, as a minister, you had a choice right there. Hey, I'm going to let him back in or I'm not going to let him back in. You decide not to let him back in. Why? Because a little leaven, leaven the whole mm-hmm. lot. But there's some people, well, he didn't minister good this time. I'm going to let him come back. Well, he's a good friend of mine. I'm going to. No, and guess what? It would have corrupted the whole seat. But you know, I was encouraged that day. Seriously, I was. Well, and the, and you know why I was encouraged? Because most of the people there said, that ain't right. I said, you know why? It's because I believe in the, what the Lord is saying. Plant the word in them. My word is settled in heaven. As long as you give people truth, when, when falsehood's going to come, they're going to pick it up. Yep. They're going to know. See, that you can't sit there and say, let's make this a happy gospel. We'll make everybody happy. This is not a happy gospel. This is, this is not a fun gospel. blood-bought gospel. No. It's, it's, the well, word, no, it's, 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 it's a blood-bought gospel. That's well, what I'm saying. Well, it is, but it's, it's not a happy gospel. A fun, it's the holy gospel. Yep. It's a holy Bible. My old pastor used to say, you know what? I, I think we're just going to cut out what we don't like. If we don't want it, we'll cut it out. And then if you start cutting out, well, I don't want this. I don't want this. You know what you're going to have to deal you, with? You're going to have to cover. What's that word say, boy? Holy <laughs> Bible. Holy. Well, wasn't it What that, you going to do with was, that? Wasn't it that joke that huh? you, I know you talking about? What you going to do with that? Our old pastor <laughs> used to say that, too. He said they had, a, they had a pastor that went into a hospital that had one of his elderly members not feeling well. And he said, hey, you want me to encourage you in the word? She goes, yeah, my Bible's right there. When the, Bible got, when the pastor got there, it was just a cover. And he said, what? She said, well, you kept on preaching. That's not for the day. That isn't for the day. <laughs> that, that, that don't apply to it. She goes, I was, a, I was waiting for you to tell me to cut the cover off, too. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so, well, with that being said, Bowen, you have anything else you want to say? I saw you grabbed the mic a while ago. You know, you looking like Elvis Presley right there for a second. So I was going to share something, but I... Go ahead and get in your microphone, boy. Nobody can hear you, man. I, I, I man, I, I know that I know you. I know you're loud mouth, but bro, man, you know. I was gonna share something, but your daddy kind of covered it already. Oh, he took your thunder, huh? Oh, I'm sorry, bro. Yeah. Hey, is um, that pre- is that Pentecostal preacher inside of him? He um he was sharing something about a dog going back to his own vomit. You know, uh, I'm gonna share some something with y'all. I've been there. I've done that. And vomit don't taste good, oh boy. And let me tell you something. Dang. And I'm going to share this, and I'm going I'm to stop. Going back to the world and leaving Christ and leaving the Word. Turn your back on God and walk away. Not even think about it. Just do it. You know, like, you know, just do it. You know, I, I serve a God that never hurt me. Never tried to hurt me, never did me wrong, never, never refused to accept me, never did anything. But he did one thing to show his love. Exactly. He sent his son, Preach Jesus, yeah. to die on an old rugged cross for me, somebody that went back to the world, somebody that, that, that did him dirty, you know. I, I probably broke his heart when I did that. No, you did, bro. But, you know, um, he sent his son. He showed me. He said if it, you know, if it only be for me, he would have did it. Yes, sir. No, no, no questions asked. God would have sent his son just for Bowen. 
And now, when I gave my life back to the Lord, Lenny didn't come to my house. Isaac didn't come to my house. LB didn't come to my house. It was just me and God. And you know what? I found out just how much God really loved me. I found out just how much I meant to him and how, how interested he was in my life and how much he wanted to intervene and, and how much he wanted to change my heart and how much he wanted me to preach his word and how much he wanted me to serve him. And now that he took me back, now that he gave me another chance and showed me and changed my heart, but he did more than that. He put something in me that that's hard to let go of. And I don't know what it is, but I will figure out what it is. I don't know his plan for my life. But I feel that right now, I'm doing what he's called me to do. I'm doing what he's called me to do. I might not never get in front of a church and preach to a bunch of people. I might never serve in a, in a ministry. But as long as I'm on this podcast... As long as I'm here, I'm going to share the gospel. As long as I'm here, I'm going to preach the gospel. As long as I'm here, I'm going to serve the Lord. And I'm going to say this to anybody that listens to this podcast. If you don't know Christ, if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you're missing the greatest blessing and the greatest life that you could ever live. Because since I came back to the Lord, I've been nothing but blessed. And let me share something with Bowen. You know, and, that, and boy, I don't want to cut you off, brother, because you, you ministered to me. When we forget the price that our Lord paid, my God, for our sins. I said it this morning. I said I was sharing with a man. And I said, you know what Jesus did for you? I said they ripped his back open, shredded him. He carried that old beam rubbing on his open flesh. And, and I said it rubbed back and forth, the agony, the suffering. And he was nailed to an old piece of wood. And he died in our place. He, he had, boy, he, what you were talking about, brother, he, he was wearing my crown. He was nailed in my place. He was beating, being beaten for my crimes. And if we don't see that in our relationship, we've got a church, uh, Jesus is just some thing we do on Sunday and oh hallelujah and it's almost like it's it's not real to you what you explain is real what I'm saying right now what happened at Calvary is real when churches like we talked about loses that or churches today lose that they've lost it they have uh-huh. left their first love nevertheless I have somewhat against you you have, you have suffered that woman Jezebel. You have allowed another doctrine, another teaching to come into the church. You have forgot who is the church. Who is the, who is the, 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 the Tartona? Who is the one that paid the price? We, and there are people listening to this right, don't never let a preacher, a priest, a rabbi, a man, woman, I don't care how many titles they got behind their name. When they tell you Jesus is not enough, they're lying to you. Jesus was enough to save you that day. Hey, let me share something. All right? I don't ever forget what I did. God forgave me. I forgave myself. But I'll never forget where I came from or what he pulled me out of. 
Now, I'm going to say this. If there's somebody out there, anybody, I don't care what nationality you come from. I don't care what color your skin is. I don't care if you're purple, green, yellow. I, I don't care where you come from. But if there's somebody out there that's walked away from God, walked away from what God yeah. offered them, right now would be a good time. Get on your knees and ask God for his forgiveness and come back to him. Let me tell you something. This right here, and my Lord and Savior, y'all wonder why I act the way I act sometimes when, when they talk about Jesus and these false religions say things like they say. I get upset. It breaks my heart because I, I realize what Jesus did for me. I realize, and I've come to the real, realization that this thing's real. This is not a joke. This is reality. This is life or death, okay? You're either going to go to hell or you're going to go to heaven. That's your choice. God don't make that choice for you. But I want to pray right now. I, I want to say a little yes, prayer right now. Yes, Father. Because there's going to be somebody yes, that's going to listen, that's going to hear this podcast, yes, and that's going to listen and want to make yes, things Jesus. right with God yes, because of where they're at or they walked away. Yes, Father, right now, in the yes, name of your son, Jesus, Father, oh, I come to you. Hallelujah. And, Father, I lift up anybody that's out there in that world, anyone that's out there listening yes, to this, backslidden, yes, maybe not living right with you, maybe, maybe kind of falling away. But right yes, now, Jesus. that person, if they're listening, yes, Jesus. right now I want you to pray with me. Say, Father, yes, I Jesus. come to you yes, in the name of your son, Jesus. Father, I'm yes, sorry yes, that I haven't been the servant. I haven't been yes, following you like I should. But right now, Lord God, I come to you and I ask you to forgive me. And wash me and cleanse me. Make me right with you. Wash away all my sins. And I repent of these things, Lord God. And I ask you to give me strength. And I ask you to restore the joy of my salvation to me. And I ask you to give me a hunger for your word. That I can have a closer walk. And that I can hear your voice. And that I can know that I'm going to heaven. And I ask Jesus to come into my heart right now. Yes, sir. In Jesus' name, amen. If you pray that prayer with Bowen, as he prayed, every sin you've ever committed is forgiven. Everything you've ever done has been washed. You've died today, and you became a new creature in Christ. Remember that. Don't let the devil lie to you. He's going to come tomorrow and try to tell you didn't. You didn't get saved. You, Jesus don't love you. He's going to come fill you with a bunch of junk. Resist him. And say, Lord, I thank you that I'm born again. Thank you that I gave my life to you. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. That's all you have to do. Man. Is acknowledge that Jesus has changed your life. And you know it. I know we're going long. Yeah, we went a little long. So that's all right. That's all right. But with that being said, we're going to go ahead and end the program right now. That was a good discussion, guys. Good uh, good word tonight. Um, just a reminder, please go ahead and hit the subscribe button. Hit the follow button on the platform you're listening on. Also, if you want to help us out, we do sell some T-shirts. I've been thinking about advertising us a little bit more. BGSmediastore.com. We have some Brothers Just Searching shirts. We have some Cajun Conservative shirts. We have some new shirts that LB is working on. That's up there right now. Uh, we got some cups. We got some. Uh, we even got a computer desk 
Matt. So go ahead and check that out um, if you can. And also go check out Brother Anthony Hayes' books, uh, Journey of Christians from Dead Words to Living Faith and the New Kingdom, the Evil Man, the, the Liberty Man and the Evil Stone. So go check those um, out. Uh, go ahead, Bo. Let's pray for your brother, man. Yeah. Well, we can do that. We can do that a little okay. bit. So. But uh, but yeah, go ahead and check out uh, Brother Anthony's books, and we'll go ahead and uh, it'll be a blessing to you. So go check out our ministry. So with that being said, we'll be uh, we'll be signing off. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and pray for Boogie after the program. Uh, he should be back next week. So he should be back next week. So uh, but with that being said, remember Jesus Christ is King, and He's coming back, and He's coming back soon. Don't be faint of heart, because Jesus has overcome the world again. If you want to know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. Reach out to us, Brothers Just Searching Podcast at gmail.com. One of us is going to get with you and tell you how to make Jesus your Savior and heaven your home. So until next time, be blessed, be encouraged. You have a good one.